0: Welcome to the Com Major Podcast. I am Brian Costello, and joining me this week, as always, of course, is my fellow Com Major, Jim DeSanto. Jim, what's up, buddy? How are you doing? I'm
1: pretty good, Brian. Pretty good. It's good to talk so- to you again.
0: So we're going to be celebrating the 25th anniversary of Jurassic Park this year. Uh, we'll be a little bit more divisive, I think, than last week's episode, uh, where we watched probably our favorite joint movie. Uh, we have differing opinions uh, this week on Jurassic Park, and a lot of you have been chiming in on social media this week leading up to this episode, so we'll, we'll get to some of that as well. Yeah. But before we start that, as always, what is our drink of the week? Jim, what do you got?
1: Uh, this week I am going with Stag Junior, which is Ooh. a, uh, bourbon, um, uh, made by the folks over at Buffalo Trace. Um, and it is uh, a barrel proof, uh, bourbon. It, it comes in at 65.9% alcohol. Oh mm. my God. <laughs> the, the proof here is uh, 131.9. Oh. Uh, so it, um. But it's really good. It, uh, you know, I, I add some water to it. Uh, if you're a nice person, you can add ice to it. Um, I'm not a purist. So you you have your bourbon however you like. Yes. Um, I, I like it with a little lukewarm water, um, and it is delicious.
0: Buffalo Trace. what else do they make?
1: Uh, they they make,
0: make a couple of yeah. They make, is that is that uh, Bullet?
1: Bullet, yep. They okay. Make, they make Bullet. They make, yeah. You know, I mm-hmm. I, they make a lot more than that. There's okay, like but those host, are like the yeah. ones, yeah. Where are they from? Kentucky.
0: Do you know where? Kentucky, oh, they are there, Kentucky yeah. down there? Yeah, I've been to the, um, what did I, I went to um, the Jack Daniels Distillery. I that's went to that. That was, cool. that was, yeah, that was in Lynchburg. I got to go there. Um, which, oddly, they don't, that's a dry county.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of dry counties down there. Which I think is really there. weird. That's like, totally you couldn't,
0: you, you couldn't, they gave you lemonade at the end of the tour. <laughs> Which, I mean, (laughs) defeated the whole purpose, I thought. Uh, uh, Today for me, I am drinking Down the Road Brewing Company in Everett, Mass., uh, which is right near Boston. I'm drinking uh, the Spring Heel Jack London Style Porter. Uh, that I am drinking, uh, courtesy of uh, my friend and the very talented musician Craig Goldberg. You can follow him on Craig Goldberg Music on Facebook if you're interested. He's played there before. He's played uh, also at Shoveltown, which I've recommended before as well. And he brought me um, multiple styles of down the road beer, which nice. is fantastic. So um, I'll check that out. It's not a pale ale, and it's it's really it's really really good. I I was actually, if you follow us on Facebook, you saw that I had posted did a, a beer flight and I tried many of the different types on uh, Friday night of what he brought me
1: and that was that, that was when you're watching uh, this movie.
0: Uh, no I was watching another movie that I will share later uh, oh, in the episode okay. Okay. I will share later in the episode so <laughs> is uh, I had seen Jurassic Park a few times recently but I wasn't going to watch it again uh, so we're going to start out with as always with our fact checked uh, from our Big Lebowski episode a few things that were brought up uh, to us first uh, was brought up by Jim's wife Katie on our social media accounts the fact that we failed to acknowledge our little um, dude Funko Pops <laughs> yeah, so exactly. for those of you who are watching who watch us, you'll see the dude Funko Pop. Uh, For those of you who uh, listen now that we are up on iTunes and almost every other major... Podcast site. Uh, we will be posting pictures of yeah. any visual things we talk about to our yeah. social and media the, and accounts.
1: We, I have a few other toys here, and I, I just thought I'd show them now because usually they're on the back here next to. A yeah, I
0: like that. It's like you, you a little see, action figure with yeah. Jim's wife's face superimposed that, into yeah, it, like a frame.
1: Uh, yeah, that's Katie, and uh, this is Cade Six, who is uh, um, a character from Destiny, who is played by Nathan uh, Fillion. Oh. Yeah. I love these He Philly. he was recently killed. He's the off. best.
0: Oh well that's not and, good.
1: and uh Poe Dameron.
0: Oh, very cool. Yeah. Oh, and that's like a bobbleheady. Yeah, thing. yeah,
1: it's a weird one. And then I have this thing which is kinda cool. If you're you if you've listened to any of these, you know I'm a destiny nut and uh this is the ghost from Destiny. Oh, and where is uh that yeah. oh,
0: okay.
1: And uh, it's a little thing that you carry around in your pocket. And uh, this one is actually enabled, uh, Alexa enabled. So you can actually hook them up to Amazon. Oh, and cool. He can order you uh, food or whatever. There you go, it's practical. He does other he is, things in the game too. He's not okay. practical at all, but he was $9. So I, I was like, uh, he's well, that was more, good- he was normally 80, but no one bought him. So <laughs> I think <laughs> you picked it up. Yeah. It's kind of like our podcast.
0: Originally, we were going to be $80 an episode, and now yes. we're free. Yes. Due to demand. Uh, so so we, we did that. A couple other quick Lebowski. There's so much Lebowski merchandise out there. Um, I have some other great ones uh, that we'll post pictures up as well on our social media. But I have a Lebowski Sobchak uh, 08 election shirt they lost <laughs> to Obama. Not surprisingly, Uh, but also a real flash for the past here for uh, people who have known us for a long time. My 21st birthday, we made T-shirts. Uh, And we actually used a phrase from the movie. It's Brian's 21st birthday, May 20, 2000. Uh, Hey, man, there's a beverage here. And then completely unrelated, but a really awesome picture of a Care Bear drinking out of the keg on the back. Um, So we had that. Uh, Every shirt was extra large, mainly (laughs) due to my stupidity of putting our friend Pat, the one who spilled the white Russian all over the floor, among other things, in charge of the (laughs) T-shirts. You would think as – head of the entire senior class of the entire university, he would have been able to order a t-shirt. And he showed up day of with 50 extra large t-shirts. He's not the most reliable. 50 extra. And then he thought that it was like, how dare we say, why are we upset? How could you be upset that I have 50 extra large t-shirts? When I would say probably half the people who ordered them were girls right what were they going to do with an extra large t-shirt i
1: feel like we're going to have like five or six episodes and we're going to talk about pat so much that like at some point we're just going to have to have him on and and you know basically hold court like he should be judged for his actions
0: do you think he would show his (laughs) face or would we need to like like Tony something the tiger yeah well, we need to like <laughs> superimpose over something uh a couple other quick fact checks thing uh jim was spot on uh with the raymond chandler stuff when we were talking about raymond chandler his influence uh 39 writing credits on imdb for him now some of those are story credits but he did write some screenplays jim was uh spot on with double indemnity uh, and another big one was blue delilah he actually got two oscar nominations as a screenwriter uh yeah. so he was big he was also i i said 50 last week he He was 51 when he wrote his first novel, believe it or not, which is kind of crazy when you think about that. He did a lot in a short time. Uh, Final piece is this. Of course, everybody was saying, can you tell us more about your idea for a Big Lebowski sequel? No one was saying that. Yes, everybody. So I – there's no storyboard art, unfortunately. I made up a nice little mock-up movie poster here for those watching. It will be on social media. Uh, The film Three Men and a Little Lebowski, Brant the Dude (laughs) – and Walter,
1: I, no, uh, one, and, no one. No one was and, asking for this, Brian. And
0: now, I had a, co- a few thoughts here. Philip Seymour Hoffman is obviously dead. Now we know with the advent in technology where they can like pay, face paint, make somebody young, take scenes. We could do that a la Paul Walker in the uh, Fast uh, Furious movies, or uh, the young Princess Leia in Rogue One. We could do that, or or. They could just take one of the original cast members of Three Men and a Little Lady. Um, all, and I, my pick would be Steve Gutenberg and throw yeah. Steve Gutenberg in uh, the he film. He has really he found probably,
1: new life as like a creepy guy. And like he's in Ballers the last season. Oh, is as he, like, he? Was, was, like was a, he the owner? He was like the guy that wanted to be one of the owners of the team from Vegas. He's, a, he's like a, a casino owner. He was in that. He's a real creep ball. He's in what? He was creepy in Veronica, Veronica Mars. Mars. Yeah. Really
0: creepy in Veronica Mars. Yeah. But I, I'm telling you, three men in a little Bowski uh, probably won't be made, but we can't Dude, say definitely not being made. Th- how long did it take you to make that? Uh, probably like 30 minutes. No. I had to find hey, 30. If it
1: took to, longer than two minutes, you, you've you, have, a you have to
0: understand I had to match the head size of to properly show uh, each face. So it took a little bit of time <laughs> to do I it so much. It's, it's amazing. And it's, uh, I don't think it's <laughs> gonna happen, but it could have happened at some point. Um, and that is our fact checks. Yeah. Remember, if you watch one of the episodes, feel free like Jim's wife, Katie did. Comment on our social media if there's something you would like us to go into further. Um, or something that we said that could just be completely wrong.
1: Yeah, and you can find us at uh, uh, com Majors on Twitter at Majors Com, and uh, you know on Facebook at Com Majors as well. So, so we're doing Jurassic Park today. It,
0: yeah, uh, we, we had picked Big Lebowski, which I think was a simple choice for us as our first movie, and then we were trying to figure out something maybe slightly different than that, uh, something that fit, fits in this wheelhouse of something everybody knows. It's the 25th anniversary. It's actually re-released right. this week in theater and we said both of us I know I hadn't seen it in a while it it, it probably had been you know 7 8 years since I had seen it um, I honestly and longer think it was for 20, you right
1: I think it was probably I mean it came out in 93 right is that when it came out 93?
0: Yeah, 93. 93.
1: Yep, 93 yeah 93 yeah um, I honestly think it may have been 20 plus years for me yeah maybe, so maybe I mean longer cuz when I think about um, I turned 21 in junior year of college. It was, pr- I don't, well, I can't say I, I, know I for said that I it. I know
0: it. for a fact we, I, I had never watched it with you. I don't even right. think it was on our radar of something we would have watched. It,
1: it never resonated with me. Like, honestly, like I remember seeing it and I think, I remember thinking it was cool. And, and that'll influence a lot of what you hear from me tonight. But yeah, it, um, I know a lot of people hold this film very dear. <laughs>
0: Yeah. There was a lot of response to this. You know, yeah. when we we kind of talked about it and we put up, we said, hey, we're doing Jurassic Park. And I thought, well, we might going to get one or two people. Yeah. And we got multiple threads out yeah, of it. Yeah. Some people loving it and some people right. not. So well, why don't we do Jim's going to do a quick rundown, just yeah. give it Set the scene for somebody so, who's never seen the movie. Right.
1: So basically the the if you've never seen the the movie go see it because it is worth yeah. seeing. Um but uh basically uh we have two main characters, Dr. Alan Grant who's Sam Neill and Ellie uh Sattler who's played by Laura Dern. Um and basically they they're invited to a rich eccentric guy's island where he has created an amusement park. That uh, basically he has live dinosaurs, Um, so he's like the Walt Disney of genetics. He he's building he's he's basically creating an amusement park where you can see dinosaurs. Um, It's on this island, and basically he's invited these guys there to uh, basically prove that it's a viable, safe thing for him to be doing. Um, And he they are accompanied by. uh, Jeff Goldblum, who is playing a mathematician named Ian Malcolm, who is obsessed with uh, chaos theory, um, and that that plays a huge part in the book. If you've read the book, and Brian's recently gone through the book, so it'll be yeah, interesting I'm actually here
0: rereading. I have a co- I'll hold up a copy of it yeah. with me today,
1: so it'll be interesting to hear. Uh, you know, he's been able to pick out some changes here and there, um, and basically, what happens is, you know, he gives them the tour as they're on the tour. A tropical storm hits the island. Um, there's also uh, an inside job of one of the employees trying to steal some dinosaur embryos to take them to a competitor, um, and you know, play oh, by
0: yeah. play by the amazing Wayne Knight, aka Newman from yeah. Seinfeld, Jerry. Um, yeah. I, would, <laughs> I wish he had done that with, like, T-rex. T-Rex. He basically did, like, a few it, times. Well, he doesn't... His range as an actor doesn't necessarily... And no. I love it, but it's really... It's he bad. is kind of one, one character. To say he's typecast would be fitting, I think. Right.
1: Uh, so he's trying to steal... Um, still embryos and basically all that leads to a perfect storm where um, dinosaurs get loose and yep. all hell breaks loose and basically um, Ellie and Grant are have to basically rescue these two children with who are with them that are uh, Hammond's uh, grandchildren. Uh, who he's also brought to the island so they can enjoy hanging out with dinosaurs right yeah like, like, br- like brilliant like, idea right. the
0: whole premise of the film is oh these people have to come to tell me that the park is safe for anyone right. it could be disastrous right. people have died let's bring my two grandkids right.
1: right all right so so that's basically the rundown that's that's basically the plot yeah. of the movie um, in in a quick uh, you know yeah no
0: that was great Yeah. Um, So what we decided to do instead of doing that as a very long process is to uh, focus on a film and film in six scenes where, you know, each week we're going to pick six scenes that, you know, we like dislike if it's something we we dislike. Um though so we're not really looking to have a, i think a bad movie podcast, right. I would hope. We do. But um you know That's six already scenes been that mean affected. Me, yes. And we're not going to be able to touch that. So yeah. we're going to try to stay away from that. Uh, but pick six scenes that interest us for a variety of different reasons. And kind of go through those scenes and it'd be really interesting for people after you hear if you have scenes that you think You know, should have been in those six scenes because it was you know, it was a little difficult to talk about this. There's some other things we probably could have spent some time on. But, you know, I think it's it's kind of cool to say if, if we have to water this down, the six scenes, what are they? That, yeah. that tells a story. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start out at the beginning, which I would assume we would most times, depending on how a film starts out. Right. But the opening title sequence um, of this movie, which is, Jim was saying, I'm reading the book, which was a little different. You know, the book invested a little bit more time um, than the movie does at the beginning. Basically, the the film starts and uh, right away, you get a very Spielberg Jaws vibe to it. Yeah. We, we pull in off of the um, Universal logo and it's raining at night, and they're moving this kind of animal cage to this holding pen that you see. And you know what we find out eventually is that they're attempting to get a Velociraptor um, into this holding pen. Right. And yeah, you know, there's some cool stuff in this scene. Uh, I actually thought it was a really good opening scene. I thought they did a good, you know. I mean, there's gonna yeah. be some stuff that there's gonna be a while after this scene <gasps> that it, that isn't very good. Right, I think in this film, but they did. I like. I know you liked it too. They yeah, did a this good job is, with this. Is this is probably
1: uh, one of the three big scenes that I liked a lot. Um, the the thing I love is, you know, they they're putting the raptor into the into the cage and um, it bucks the uh, the container that it's in and it basically dislodges it, so it has an opportunity to. Uh, get to one of the handlers and it pulls him halfway in and this is such like a spielberg thing to do it reminded me a lot of the woman in jaws who is getting shook around uh by the shark and it's kind of doing the same thing and it, it basically is like this really unnatural movement of the guy who's like half you know half inside the raptor cage he gets lifted up off the ground and you can't see what the raptor's actually doing to him but you you, just by that unnatural movement you know it's terrible
0: (laughs) he but i you know what i like is there's a few like very spielberg trademark things here right um he loves shooting and he does it a bunch in this movie um through key they they call keyhole shots but through like little windows or things like that and he did the point of view of of the raptor who you don't really see in this scene which is great you know he perfected that you don't really see the raptor in this at all you see like a shadow of him but you get the point of view and and he does match cuts which he's really good which is you go from like the raptor looking intensely at something and then it cuts to muldoon who's the park warden game warden doing it there's so much cool stuff but I also love that it's, you know, something he perfected, obviously, with Jaws, which right. is you're not going to show the monster. Right. Um, and that's very different than the modern. I, I I think we had said you hadn't seen the most recent one yet, right? No, no, I haven't. Yeah. They show a lot of the monsters. Right. Um, and I which is kind of like the this movie isn't I don't consider this movie to be a monster film. You know, there's more to it. A lot, of, pretty much everyone after this, the rest of the series, which I don't particularly think we'll talk about, is my guess, because none <laughs> no, of them no. really. Um, no, I don't think so. They're they're kind of just, hey, we got CGI now, so let's show the the shit out of these dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, I this wasn't anything that much fun to me, but it was a good start. I thought yeah. it was a very Spielberg start. It got it kind of it was a little scary
1: too. Yeah, Yeah. oh yeah, definitely. This is one of the areas where he actually kept the tension. Um, I felt like a lot of times he, like, like, subverted some of the tension... With some other choices, just just to kind of keep it lighter and make it at least somewhat accessible. Somewhat of kids, kids. yeah. Yeah, I think it was
0: definitely a kid movie. Uh, I I, but I remember too a a few times. I think by us, it's very different now. Where you know trailers are celebrated and we see them on social media all the time. We never would have seen any of that sequence. Mm -hmm. I mean, you saw. I mean, you. I probably saw the Jurassic Park trailer. What maybe once. I mean, if you had gone to see another movie, because that's all you did. I mean, you would see they the, commercials. the gate, right?
1: They showed the yeah, gate and not But you much saw else. the
0: gate and the dinosaurs running through the Lost Field. Right. Which <laughs> is a scene we're not going to talk about. It's very iconic. <laughs> the, you know, the, but, golf the, yeah, the golf, golf course.
1: Yeah, the golf course.
0: Um golf course. But so that was scary. And I was like, man, this is going to be because we were probably 13 or 14 when this came out. This is right in a 13 or 14 year old's wheelhouse. Right. And I had actually read the book. You know, I, I really yep. liked reading Crichton. I thought, yeah, know, that's a whole other. We could probably just do a whole episode on Crichton novels. Yes. I don't necessarily think he's ever gotten that great, great movie from one of his novels right. because he wrote some really good novels. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he did. Um, so I was like, this is this is right there. And then it kind of deteriorates a little bit for something we'll talk about and the things we liked and didn't like about the film later. But let's hop into our second film now. So our second film, we jump ahead of time here. Um, and now they've Dr. Grant and Dr. Stadler, Sam Neill and Laura Dern been recruited to come to the island. They meet Jeff Goldblum. They're flying. They land on the island. And just as a, a warning, if you've never seen the film, you're going to go about 17 minutes here <laughs> between what we just talked about in scene one. Yeah. And with pretty much no action to this moment, which is they land on Jurassic Park. Nobody knows what to expect here, yep. and they uh, drive in this jeep up to a field. And um, I, th- I don't know if you and I differ on this film. I think the I'm a big as I've, I I'm a big cinef- cinematography guy. Now I've been reading on it and stuff. There's some shot choices in this I r- I really like. Um, yeah, and. The acting, which is, I know, a bone of contention for you. You are not a fan of some of the performances. And no. I we could talk about that later, and I kind of agree with it, mainly because the dialogue is horrendous in this film at points. Yes. There's almost no dialogue in this, and this is maybe why the acting worked in this sequence. Right, right. But this is where we get um, Dr. Grant sitting in the Jeep and remember at this point, all we've seen of a dinosaur is a shadow of a raptor at the beginning of the movie. And we're at this point about twenty minutes into the film. Yeah. And we get this zoom in to Grant on the Jeep. Spielberg's very good at it. he likes these, you know, zooms to the close up, and Grant kind of starts to rise, and Sam Neill starts to rise, and he kind of fumbles with his sunglasses I just think it's a, a super cool shot, and he and he sees, and we pan and we turn and we see the brontos. I think it's the Bronosaurus I'm horrible. There's with no brontosaurus.
1: Brachiosaurus.
0: Brachiosaurus. Sorry. Literally, that's and, a
1: line from the movie. I think.
0: Okay, <laughs> uh, but he fumbles it, and and we see this look, and then it and it. Then the the film pans and we get to see what he's seeing. And and the first time you see it – and I understand if you're somebody who's – if you're somebody who's like a millennial or younger, it's probably nothing to you because you've – your film experience has been so much more – That you know that would be nothing in terms of a sequence, but for us who had, it was amazing to see. It it felt like you were him in that moment. I thought you were seeing something you couldn't
1: believe what you were seeing. So here's my like I I agree. This is really cool, and the CGI holds up. It still looks fantastic, which
0: is surprising actually. I thought it wasn't going to, and it did pretty pretty well.
1: But here's my hot take on this movie, and specifically this scene, is that for me. I know a lot of people love this is like their introduction to seeing the dinosaurs but honestly i don't think it made me feel any more excited or interested as the i think it was even less interesting and less exciting than the beginning of star wars or the beginning of uh raiders of lost ark like the this the i'm thinking of the super or, or the carillion corvette going overhead oh no 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 i i would would agree with that
0: yeah i would agree with that
1: or the the opening indie scene of him going through that temple to get the idol
0: though to be fair those i i think those if if that's what you're measuring it against those are two like of the iconic film sequences i don't i would
1: people feel about jurassic park do they really you think they feel that strongly about that i think there are are people that do yeah
0: OK, well, then then I, I wouldn't put it anywhere on that level. I, for me, I just thought it was interesting. And I always find that I thought it was interesting that I felt like him at that moment. Right. And I thought that that, that he did that, a pretty good job on it. That, that is I, classic he did a Spielberg,
1: good. which is like. Yeah, and he does. Yeah, he does a really good job with that.
0: And then and then I love how he uh, grabs Laura Dern's head and, and, and turns it and all that stuff. Right. And I have to be fair, I'm not and I never was. I never got the Sam Neill casting.
1: No, and he's, and, and not, he, and he's not I, I, I thought it was
0: a very weird choice. Um, again, not knowing really who he was at that time. Now, Harrison Ford turned this role down, which is something I hadn't even known until I started doing some research right. for this episode,
1: which is a great and, thing for him. <laughs> I
0: well, think. yeah. And I actually think ultimately, though. It would not. Besides him, I, first of all, maybe it would have been better for him because I'm not sure he would have allowed this some of this dialogue to fly right. that right. that Sam Neil does. He would have probably had more say over it. But I also think you'd be watching this though, and it's then it's a Harrison Ford movie, which surprised me that he was even. I'm, I guess not completely surprised because of his relationship with Spielberg. Right. But the other guy and I, I you and I hadn't talked about this.
1: Do you know who John Hammond was going to be? No sean connery Ech, that would be way too much as well although yeah so, the, I now think this is Hammond's coming for, off having is uh attenborough, Richard attenborough right? who was i thought pretty good so i'm he's not gonna pretty I, he's, good for the most part but there's like a
0: yeah well he hadn't acted forever yeah. spielberg had to talk him out of um retirement for it but i i think part of the reason i think maybe they were even in the running for it is they had just come off of indiana jones in the last crusade okay So when he was doing it, but but nonetheless, I thought this was a good vehicle to introducing the dinosaurs. I thought there was some cool shot elements of it. I don't think it's like you were saying, it's not the indie with the rock chasing them. It's not. But I thought just to intro this idea. And I also think as much as we'll probably bash some of the acting in this film, when you see the making of the movie and you realize what they had to act to. It, it is, I think, fairly impressive because they really had no idea. A modern yeah. actor today, at least, kind of knows like when they're doing the Marvel movies, they know this, this is gonna look pretty badass. I just got to yeah. pretend this is here. They're gonna nothing like that existed back then. So I thought that right. was kind of cool. Uh, we'll jump ahead now. So as Jim said in our rundown, um, you know they're gonna send him out on this tour okay. of the park. They put him in these, you know, these jeeps, and it's Doctor Malcolm with just Jeff Goldblum who I, deserves a shout out I think. Yes. He was he was very freaking good in this. He's the best
1: part of the movie by far. He, he was awesome. He, by far. He is weird and awesome. Um, and this is the creation I think at least the start of the legend that became like Jeff Goldblum like yeah. this coupled with The Fly which is another just weird Jeff Goldblum yes. movie. Um, oh god. But that wasn't even that mainstream, right? No, you know, it was so. It, so Kronenberg, I think Cronenberg,
0: it was like yeah, really wacky, but absolutely, but this, disgusting. But um, this yeah, I I think back of this, think about some of the movies we were allowed to watch as children. Oh, I know. Would dude, you ever would you ever allow your children to watch what you were watching at that point? Probably. I was not. I was watching Commando at six. Yeah, yeah. People <laughs> like bodies are being blown in half. <laughs> what happened to Sally? Yeah, I mean, I let I, him I, go. I, yeah, I, let him, <laughs> I mean, no shot. Ch- you'd be like uh, arrested today but if Alyssa you Milano was in that movie. She you? was. So it was a Who's the and Boss? She escaped
1: uh, a locked room with a spoon, if I remember correctly. Yeah, with a with from a third
0: world dictator, yeah. which was always great. Uh, so, getting back to it, they go in the park now. Uh, Hammond's grandkids have arrived. Yeah. So, so they decide they're going to send the 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 typical sleazy lawyer character. Right, right. Uh Grant, Sadler, um, Malcolm, they all get in these two the Jeeps and they go out. Um now Sadler meets a dinosaur that's sick, which is just a device to get. To be fair, to I'm not going to get on Spielberg about this. This that was in the book. You know, and that's that, a that, cool that scene. That, that that's that, the that be, only
1: practical be, effect, right?
0: Yeah. The, that was the only the Spielberg, the Triceratops was the only robot that was out in Hawaii. And it was it looks the only great. one that looked. And they the it's actors really cool. said that. Yeah, they said this was amazing. So, but it was a device to divide her. Yeah. So now the hurricane has come in, uh Newman who's trying to steal all the embryos has crashed the entire um system. Right. So fences aren't working, nothing's working. And we get this T-Rex scene, yeah. which for me is just I've started to watch a bunch of movies now. Uh, especially these type of movies, like *Lebowski* is different. Like you watch *Lebowski*, <laughs> it's like a whole. Like when you watch some of these summer blockbusters, you know they're sitting there and they're writing index cards on walls. You know, it's about these. This Mm. is how they plan these. In fact, he said Spielberg said he planned out every single shot of all the big action set pieces two years ahead of time. So, you know, this is one of the ones they pin to the wall. And I do have to say something. And I know some people who love the book might get on me about this. I I just this morning um, when I woke up, read the T-Rex sequence Mm -hmm. in the book. And, and Spielberg out does it.
1: Yeah, I bet. This is. On, I mean, this film. is the he, best he, part He of does. The movie.
0: It. This is. This is great. Um, so we get a couple of shots. You know. So the the kids and the lawyer in one jeep, and uh, Sam Neill and and Jeff Goldblum are in the other. And all of a sudden, we just start hearing this. vroomp, vroomp. It's raining. It's a horrible. And then you get this tight shot to. Um, A little plastic like champagne, you know, the thing you would use on like New Year's almost of water. Now, what the fuck that's doing there? Who's driving around with an open little cup of water on a dashboard in a Jeep through a a rainforest? I don't know, (laughs) but it's a cool shot. And yeah. the, the best part about it is how this shot came about. Steven Spielberg came up with this shot as he was rocking out to earth, wind and fire in his car Hilarious. on the way to a production meeting. And he drives – he's like, I was uh, rocking out on Earth, Wind and & Fire and I had some water on my dashboard and I said, I want that shot in this movie. Um, which leads me to a question for all our listeners. Feel free to chime in on social media. What song would you be rocking out to uh, in your car to to achieve something like this? Yeah, we want to know. Do we want to know.
1: What do you uh, – what, what, For me – you know, I thought about this you had let me know this is going to be a question. Yeah. I came up with, it, for me, just because it has to be so, like, bombastic. I think it has to be Hendrix. It has to be Axis Bold of Love or, or like, um, All on the Watchtower or Voodoo Child. Like, just really loud guitar. All right.
0: I would go with uh, Michael McDonald, Doobie Brothers, Taking It to the streets.
1: <laughs> Why? don't
0: just just don't, just, just, don't, pump, just pump it up everybody get get, you, get it on itunes i was rocking out to it before the show jim can attest to it i was
1: i, I was I listening knew, to I a little bit of it say that dude it's, it's it was
0: terrible. it is the best uh and i mean i mean we all have to Yama remember burn this place down yeah i <laughs> gonna burn this place down uh we have to of course we all i'm sure you remember the famous doobie brothers episode of what's happening when rerun yes. was going to uh, legally record <laughs> And Dwayne and uh, Dwayne Wayne and uh, D tried to get him to stop. If you have not seen that, I will find it and put a link for everybody. I highly recommend that you watch the Doobie Brother episode of What's Happening. In fact, could you possibly learn the What's Happening theme song and play it on guitar for an episode? Maybe. Uh,
1: We have someone in chat, Gamer of Games 09, saying Highway to Hell, ACDC. That is an awesome choice. Yes. Well, that is... CBC Thunderstruck, something like that. Yeah. yeah your car would
0: but you, you have to be fair. <laughs> Two things we need to do um, for fact check for next week, because this was a practical... Um, this was a, a practical event. Like they were able to get this ripple right. and it came, they claim it came from playing guitar next to the water. Yeah, That's I, the only way. To, so I, I, I want to do two happening. things. I want for fact check next week, your homework Jim is to I'll use this
1: one right here.
0: Yeah. Use, use a guitar, set up a cup of water, and if you can have your wife film it, if not, no big deal. Yeah. Tell us if that can actually be achieved. I am going to attempt to drive around town um, blasting Earth, Wind and Fire and see if that would actually be something that would motivate
1: it's, an individual
0: to create a scene like this. Because I don't see Earth, Wind. Even I, who would listen to Michael McDonald, don't think Earth, Wind and Fire would be that type of song.
1: You just realize how uncool Steven Spielberg really is. Yes. Uh, that that is true
0: anybody throughout the movie he's wearing the the baseball hat he wears is of the film he's making yeah. it would be like if you were performing in a band wearing the tour t-shirt right. is, is that what you should be doing so this we get this we go back we get this ripple of water yeah. there had been a goat sitting there from a previous scene that the t-rex didn't eat the goats consumed the leg splats on the roof <laughs> there's a, so the, the the kids we should say this are lex and tim yeah. tim's a little boy lex is like a 12 year old 13 year old girl she freaks the hell out out and then we finally we haven't seen the t-rex at all and by the right, way we're right. almost an hour into this movie at this point we should right, add there's right. been all sorts of like dialogue about stuff we don't need and you finally see the t-rex but and it's, a pretty, cool it's yes, a pretty cool shot it's a pretty cool the thing TV.
1: i really love about this um is how quiet it is and and yeah. It's quiet. You're looking up. They're looking up at the fence to see if it's electrified, and you see those like cables getting ripped down. But that there's really no score, if I remember correctly. It's uh, very faint. Very faint. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely and, right. It's and, very faint. And you don't hear. You don't hear the T-Rex. Like you feel it more than you hear it. Like you feel the the footsteps, and there's not like a roar yet. It hasn't like come through and roared.
0: No, and they actually won a sound editing Oscar.
1: Um, okay. That for I thought it was
0: pretty, and and I think the choice of no score here was was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, on the, I love the main theme score, you know the iconic Jurassic Park theme that John Williams does. The rest of the score I think is eh. But that right. the theme song is pretty amazing. Like his work on Indiana Jones and Star Wars, I think there are better films that he does. I do think the theme itself is really good, but the removing of that and then the way they choose to shoot the rest of this scene is kind of cool. Yeah. It, it's not your standard action scene, which would be a lot of quick cuts, um, a lot of wide angle stuff. They do a lot of tight close ups. Uh, which are pretty cool They almost shoot yeah. it like a horror movie Which I thought was the, the use of sound How much of the dinosaur he shows The use of like the pouring rain The yep. rain is a sound effect um, The storm itself becomes a character In the scene which I think yeah. is, is pretty cool
1: This is probably the This and, and a scene we'll talk about a little bit Is the scariest part of the movie Easily it's, It Oh and I think it's
0: legitimately uh, Scary
1: yeah, you know, I think there's elements of
0: it that you it's and maybe it's the way he shot. Again, I think the difference between the newer ones and this one is you can they think scary showing the dinosaur it's coming and they're making that scary. I think not seeing the dinosaur is scarier. Yeah. And I thought he did awesome. And props to Stan Winston who who passed away who was brilliant. I mean he was he's really you could almost argue one of the stars of this through his robotics and all yeah, the stuff yeah, he yeah. created. He had done Terminator two before this. The Abyss would. James Cameron, who really – it was James Cameron who we, we I think in many ways have to thank for this because it was his ideas that were able to get this technology. But they were supposed to shoot this shot, this whole sequence with no rain. Right. Steven Spielberg was like, oh, I want this to be rain. It's going to be the storm bubble. and Stan Winston was like, dude, you never told me this. This is a <laughs> – this is an effing robot yeah. with foam on it. So they just shot it and they were like toweling it down in between sequences. And but it's terrifying. The jaws, all this type of he just does a great job. And the sound again. And this struck me as I was watching it. That really impresses me. Everything we think of when we think of a look of a dinosaur now, the sound of a dinosaur is the, the Spielberg slash Crichton creation of a dinosaur.
1: Right, right. And
0: I think that is, to me, that is so interesting. And there were some things, choices he made here, which they're not, and it's interesting. It's It's almost like he's echoing some, if you read the book, when the Dr. Wu character, uh, we mm. have another Wu. He's not Wu the carpet pisser. This right, is a different the- <laughs> Wu. He's in East, not pissing on carpets. But in the book, he he's like talking about, you know, <laughs> he's like, and we could change this. You know, we could change these to the, the Hammond character yeah. and make them a little bit more perfect, a little bit more. And he goes, no, I want them to be natural. But Spielberg is changing them. Like yeah. the raptor is they had never the raptors we see in this movie were not the raptors they knew existed at this time. The roar is like a baby dolphin and an elephant and right. all this type of stuff combined. And it just made me think of this idea of what art does. And it, you and I had talked about this before, like this idea that the modern vision of hell, when we talk about hell, like in movies that you see, was all Dante's Inferno. Like he created right. that. Right. And that and like Spielberg created what we thought of dinosaurs. And this scene in particular, where the kids, the cars getting crushed, um, you know, we get that cool shot. I post on social media where you see his foot just lowering
1: right into the
0: mud. It's just some Dennis Cundy who did the, um, the visual stuff, did all the back to the future movies. I have to,
1: I have to bring up the one part. My mom, remember when she heard we were, we were doing this, uh, is the lawyer? So he runs to yes. the he runs to like the uh, the the bathroom, which is like this tiki hut looking yeah. thing, like and, a porta potty, like, like a, a nicer port-a-potty. version
0: of a porta potty, basically. Right.
1: And then uh, Jeff Goldblum's character, in an effort to to scare the dinosaur or or, or draw the dinosaur away from the kids, b- breaks out a flare and he starts running. And the dinosaur, I guess, noses him or like sweeps his yeah, head. But you- but you know
0: what? That that just
1: as quick as I hear
0: is all like BS, this idea that they yeah. only react to motion, that's right. another thing he made up. That they found that that's not true. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's why he does that. Because yeah. it's like, oh you're an idiot, you ran yeah. out of the thing. The only thing you if you sit right. in the car and now they're like, No, dude, you're dead. Yeah, this so, T-Rex would have picked you up. The motion thing is bullshit.
1: So it knocks him into the into the hut and basically yeah. runs basically knocks over the toilet. Or, or, or the bathroom. And the lawyer is just sitting there on the toilet yeah, by himself. Yeah, on the toilet. And he gets eaten. The reason yeah, awesome. my mom remembers that is because my father's a lawyer. And, and she would, would be- like to imagine, I'm sure a lot of times, a T-Rex eating him.
0: Eating him. Well, there you yeah, go. Yeah. I, I would say this, though. Even major detractors of the film, you should see this film. Yes. And I'm not. I'm advocating seeing the whole film. Yep. But you can go on like YouTube and stuff like that and find just – separate like sequences of movies if you've never seen it watch if nothing else watch that because yeah. i thought that scene was a cool scene um we get another um scene here scene four, uh the t-rex chase which is a much shorter, shorter scene yep. but i know you love that one what what stood out to you about this the, one
1: the, the one i love and it's it's kind of cheesy looking back on it but i still love it is when um, you know Ellie and and uh, Muldoon come. Muldoon's like the security officer. Yeah. Uh, they they find Malcolm as he's like knocked out. They get him in the jeep and he again they use the the thud of the yeah. T Rex to signify that T Rex is coming back. Um, and he's like, we gotta go, we gotta go. So they get in the car and they start driving. The T Rex comes through the woods. And is chasing them, and he's in the back, like as close to the T-Rex as you could possibly get. He's like, "Go! Oh, you got to go faster! You <laughs> right, got to go right. faster!" And uh, at that point, it cuts to Muldoon, who's driving. He's trying to shift and get go faster. Um, and he looks in the side view mirror, and that's where you see that really iconic shot yeah. of things in the mirror may appear closer, here, closer, closer than, than they, they are. are, yeah, or, or the opposite, ah, whatever that.
0: You know. No, but I, I, it is a cool scene yeah.
1: to me. To me, that's
0: what movies like this are about yeah i mean it's almost when i watch something like this i have to i'll balance hold my thoughts it. on that until until the end yeah i mean there's some there's certain things i go for um and it's even like the argument i think to be made about should i really compare the book which i love right and i i probably have much more of an attachment to it this is i think the th- Four, might be the fourth time I've read the book all right. um, I, but I, we move on the, yeah. this scene scene five for us in our six um, scenes in a film is another personal favorite for both of us which is the kitchen sequence so to give you an idea that Grant and the kids have been chased all over Ellie lots of stuff have happened watch the movie if you want to know what's happened we're, we're skipping ahead here we get to the kitchen sequence where the kids have gotten back to the headquarters and um Ellie is there and Grant is there and a bunch of people have died at this point. And they're sitting and eating dinner because they're hungry. And the next thing we know, raptors have been roaming the park now. They've already chased Ellie all over the place. And they're sitting there and there's a painting on the wall of a raptor and the shadow of a raptor appears, which is an awesome use of lightning in this movie. And... Jim all hell goes.
1: Yeah. Loose. Yeah, so this is a very um very cool the, this whole scene this to the end um is very much Cameron's aliens to me. Yeah. Um you know, in thinking about how, how, I mean, and to be honest, the Raptors sort of move like the aliens and they're, they're maybe not as like as, uh, fluid and, and interesting, but it, it's very cool. Um, and the kids are running around basically hiding in different parts of the kitchen while the Raptors are trying to figure out where they are. Um, you know, it, it, it's really cool. My favorite part, um, is basically when, uh, What's her name? Uh, Lex runs, Lex, yeah. and jumps into uh, what I think is a dishwasher. <clears throat>
0: yes, I think it is. I don't. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like one it's, of those. Like, she's glass able to get in, Yeah, she's able to get into it right. and try to pull a door closed.
1: And she's trying to pull the door closed, and the raptor sees her and starts running right towards her. And as it gets to her, it smashes into um, a chrome door, and you realize that she was actually. Across the aisle from that, and it was just yeah. a reflection that the dinosaurs saw.
0: What a great that really reveal cool. that yeah. yeah, that was a really cool. I actually just the practicality of how they filmed this must have been so because there's all reflective services. It's right, it's basically the whole kitchen is like chrome, right? um uh, it took them two weeks to shoot this. Wow, um, With kids and with kids, yeah, that, with that, kids, which I mean, the kids, some of the dialogue. The Veggie line which we'll talk About holy hell was Awful but They it's, did pretty well on this scene yeah, i think Yeah they did, they did and but also i thought That's cool what it's really cool about this is To me this is one of those scenes that Is like old hollywood Middle hollywood and future of hollywood Because right, the raptors right. at any given Point sometimes are humans in costumes Sometimes are sam Winston robots and sometimes Are fully cgi
1: Wow so that
0: cool. and but I don't think like having watched that and knowing that I couldn't pick out. Oh no, There's the only one part of you could yep, tell when it, the about raptors this. on
1: the top like but that's but, that's in our next scene. Yeah. Right?
0: So yeah, that's the next scene. So I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, there was some cheesy stuff in this, like right. they cut to Laura Dern and they're like, "Well, at least they won't be able to open a door," and it opens the and door. Open at the least door. they. And then they talk, and the urban legend for a long time was the voice screaming was tortoises having sex, but I, I they claim that's not the case. I mean, that would be interesting. Like, who would know what a tortoise having sex would sound? Yeah. Be like, I oh, would. Uh, the the meeting here. Uh, well, what are we gonna do? Well, we could we could have it be a lion mixed well, with like a, a hyena, or what if it's two uh, tortoises banging? Oh yeah, let's let's use that one. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, and, but. Uh, uh, the, ahead, other no, funny,
1: the other funny part is that um, Leading into our sixth scene Is that the kids escape the kitchen area And they go running out uh, After they lock the T-Rex In the walk-in freezer um, Now the adults who know that there are I'm sorry, not T-Rex The, the Velociraptors the, raptors, yeah, the, they, raptors. the adults who know that the raptors are loose And have already infiltrated Buildings in the park are basically just hanging out and, and being like oh the kids are over there eating in Yeah they're just area. shooting the shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's,
0: he's eating some ice cream. it will be fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. So but the kids come running it's in. It's
1: crazy. <laughs> right. This the, there's a scene before this that I, I do want to just mention real quick where um, Laura Dern is running back after after discovering Samuel Jackson yeah. had been eaten by raptors. Yeah. <laughs> and she sees Sam Neill and this is like they're being them being reunited for the first time in the film yeah. after after they've yeah. been separated and she screams from about 50 yards away run
0: no she run yeah, it's, really it's like uh, it's like
1: a meme it should be a meme it's right. like the face everything about it is but then what horrible ha- what happens is he stands exactly where he was she runs to him yeah. and jumps in and his they arms embrace. and they embrace and
0: they embrace they embrace and they embrace for a while Right, and, and then it's, it's like now it's just yeah, they- yeah, where's the kids <laughs> oh they're eating ice cream <laughs> yeah, don't worry about
1: it it'll be fine so it's, it's wild so um no this it's great. to the finale which is you know it's pretty clear at this point the raptors are quote-unquote the bad guy here yes the and they um,
0: so they are in the control room, and they the one of the key plot points is that Newman had turned off all the systems, and um, so Lex, the Newman. teenage girl, sometime is a ha- somehow a hacker right. before anybody knew what hacking was. By the way, nobody knew, like now maybe that would make sense to me. Back then, no
1: fucking. But clue the funny, how the funniest part about this. this is like she was she's smart enough to be a hacker, but she still calls. Uh, Vegetarian a, dinosaurs, veggies, veggie- like, it's a veggie source yeah. oh,
0: I'm like what yeah. is going, but oh, whatever that's a whole other thing yeah. this ending was only written two weeks before they filmed it. Yeah. So there's some changes in the endings. Um, And really the change was ultimately to give you an idea. Well, do you want to talk about that? I know there's one sequence you actually really yeah. so like. So they're trying to escape from the holding room because the raptors right. come in and go from it there. Because I know you and love this, this scene. This is my
1: favorite part because it, it sort of is a reverse of the scene. One of my favorite scenes from Aliens, which is, and I, I feel like I talk a lot about Aliens during this movie because I think it's a better version of this movie. But well, yeah. Well, it, I mean, it's it's conceptually almost very similar. Very similar, except the theme park. But yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, so in Aliens, the 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 characters realize that the aliens are above the drop ceiling coming into the room, and they they thought the door was sealed. In this, the the main characters are actually in the drop ceiling, and the raptors are below, and they're like jumping up trying to get them. Um, and there's a really cool shot where uh, Lex is, is going across the drop ceiling and she she goes through a tile and actually starts to fall to the floor. She grabs on right before she... she, cool. she yeah. And you're looking from the ceiling down and so you see her hanging and below her you see um, the raptor who had pushed that tile up and the, that raptor had fallen down and is like kind of on its side. Yeah. And as... I mean, you can see everything sort of happening. Lex is scrambling to get back up in the ceiling, and the raptor is scrambling to get back up and bite her. Yeah. And as soon as the raptor jumps, you know, Grant pulls her. I think it's Grant. Pulls yeah, her, it is Grant. He yeah. pulls her back up into the ceiling. And that's one shot where you know it's CGI because you can actually see yeah, they mapped bit her, artifacting. It's like, yeah, it's a little, they mapped
0: her face because yeah. they couldn't let they couldn't let a kid do that scene. So yeah. they had to do like. But yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. But they do escape. So then the next thing you know, they're they come out of this great. The Raptors are chasing them, and they're falling onto the T-Rex skeleton right. that we've been introduced earlier into it. They look like they have him cornered. And the next thing you know, this bothers me. Just <laughs> I, I, know, I have to say this too, from man. a filmmaking fucking point of view. The thing we talked about loving, which is the dropping out of score, the use of the vi- the fucking vibration of Earth, Wind and Fire, <laughs> the whole plot point of the T-Rex, that you know the T-Rex. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, through a doorway the size of like, uh, you know, a normal door, maybe? We I, don't, I don't see know how it, the T-Rex gets the in T-Rex here. The T-Rex comes in. And and kills the Raptors, and right. then they they get away, and they, and you know they kind of and then well you do get a cool scene I put on social media the of the T Rex roaring and then the right. dinosaur band, but how the hell did that thing come in? And Nobody knew that it was there. Right. It went through like a revolving door where did it come from i mean at this point i'm wondering like they're like (laughs) steven spielberg who by the way was prepping schindler's list which is like his you know it's the movie he wants to be known for for the rest of his life you know he's sitting there and he says you know what i can finish this film 12 days early they finished this film 12 days early with no reshoots and he's sitting and be like ah fuck it uh t-rex comes through the door and he eats these things. Uh, and uh, I'll see you guys later. Yeah. Uh, like uh, somebody, somebody map that uh, digitally for me. I got to go. Uh, I got a movie to make. And, yeah, he, like, and the movie's
1: over. The T-Rex could have been on fire actually playing electric guitar. And you wouldn't have heard anything in yeah. this final scene. It, it just comes out of nowhere. There's no indication of where it came from. There's no indication that... Of how far this is from the T Rex paddock where it was hanging out, where there's plenty of other things to eat. There's dinosaurs everywhere. Yeah, he would have run full freaking speed into that right. building and taken
0: everything down with it right. based on all the things that have been established about this. Now, I will say the probably the very first time you probably do get a little bit of a jolt, yeah. you know, because yeah. with movies like this, you suspend your belief because the first right. viewing yeah. of it, you're like, oh, my God, that was amazing. It makes no sense. Right. But they get on the helicopter and they leave Jurassic Park and we get the John Williams score right. and, but, uh, and, and honestly, we're out.
1: This isn't even my like. If I had to pick like my my problems with this film, this scene which makes no sense but is relatively cool. It um, is cool visually. It, isn't, it, is cool. it probably isn't even in my top ten of things that are wrong with yeah. this movie. No,
0: so. and that's perfect. So why don't we go into thumbs up, thumbs down? We won't yep. be. Negative to start. Let's do some things that you liked. What are some takeaways? If somebody hasn't seen this movie, you're going to like this. And yeah. if this sounds like something you're like going to like, watch it. What, three, do, what do you have? Three
1: things. First off, the opening sequence with the raptor, raptor cage, you have to at least watch that. If you're not interested after seeing that scene, you yeah. can probably stop watching the movie. But I thought it was interesting enough to keep watching. Um, and I still still think this is a this is a movie is worth watching, but um, the CGI it's still great. There yes. is still very few moments in this film where it takes me out of the experience, and there are there have been hundreds of films since this where I watch them and I'm like this, the CGI is either egregious to the point of like distraction, or um, just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, uh,
0: the Star Wars prequels.
1: The prequels. Uh, one that always <laughs> are, are, really bothered me, and I'm going to talk about aliens again. Is Alien Resurrection? Or no, no. Isn't that like er, the? I know which one yeah, you're yeah, talking. Yeah, like yeah.
0: the one that nobody uh, of the it, original batch, not it's the new stuff. A bad nobody movie. Liked. It's yeah. a
1: bad movie, and there's bad CGI. Um, and then uh, the other thing that I loved, uh, the silence, like I said it already, the silence during that first T-Rex uh, attack, which I think is the best part of the movie. Yeah. Um, you just see, you know, everything's quiet. It's it's like this, um, it's this really like weird moment, like as the T-Rex starts to attack the car, there's like silence, but then there's the this like violence of the T-Rex and it's not accentuated with unnecessary sound effects and unnecessary mm. score um it's really just the sound of like that dinosaur eating a car basically like attacking a car love it all right
0: three things i like uh, john williams main score iconic yep. uh, i wouldn't put i wouldn't put it with uh, Star Wars or Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, I think, probably is the best theme event, and we'll, I'm yeah. sure we'll watch Indiana Jones because Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade is my favorite movie of all time. Me too. Um, so we'll definitely do that at some point. But I love that, and I and I think that Wait, no time out,
1: time out. Did you, you say like Last Crusade?
0: Yes, oh, Last Crusade is my Christ, favorite dude. Last Crusade my favorite. I'm not saying it's my favorite. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm saying it's my favorite.
1: It's a movie um, about Jesus's. Cup and he would be okay. with me.
0: Okay. Well I like that movie. <laughs> um but I think and no there's no um I think he's the best at scoring films to make like two not the best at scoring, but the best at attaching one theme to a movie yep. um, so he's amazing uh, second thing, a scene we didn't talk about is when Newman the new, spoiler alert, dies uh, <laughs> the dinosaur spits venom first of all, that dinosaur does not actually spit venom, made up for the movie awesome. but there's a scene where it spits this like ooze all over him, he gets in the jeep and then the jeep starts shaking you don't see him being eaten and you hear the scream there's some sneaky scary stuff in this movie, yep. considering it was a movie targeted to get kids to come see it to make all its money. Um, And the third one is just one shot, uh, which was almost in that same sequence that you loved with the alien inspired thing. It's when the raptor is looking up at the drop ceiling and there's the reflection of the green DNA code shot all over them from yeah. the computer. So I just thought, again, from a cinema t- like lit, all that stuff, I thought that was super cool. Yep. How about Downs for you? Uh, I know you had a, oh, a bunch here. I, but, could go I mean, on forever Not to belabor here. it, but just a quick shot of the real issues my, you had with my,
1: the film. Uh, so I'll say this. I, I don't have as much nostalgia for this film as I think a lot of people do. Um, I never really... You, you don't have it. a t- You're not walking
0: around I with your Jurassic Park t-shirt on uh, like I'm wearing
1: I never really connected with it in that way. Um, I don't know whether it was age or it was um, whatever it was. I just never I mean I thought it was cool but it was it was cool. That's it. Um, so I'll just preface everything with that. I, I think really the only thing for me now that this has this movie has going for it is the dinosaurs and how they look, what they sound like and how cool they are. Everything else is basically a miss for me. Yeah. Um, so I'll say, like, my, my number one down is the characters. I think they're awful. There's not really anything developed here. The there the, No one has an arc that's interesting at all. Um, and there are characters from the book that really you could have created something interesting here. Yeah. Um, and then Grant, like the, the my second thing that I you know, I'll 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 just end with this. The the storyline of Grant hating the kids, um, and not being comfortable around kids is so forced and so hammered into this movie, it reminded me of and this maybe is something that we'll do down the road. It reminds me of that last Jedi sequence when they go to that um When they go to that uh, like Monte Carlo style place where it's Mm -hmm. just like you're being beat over the head with a theme that really has no place in the movie to begin with. It's just it's just bad.
0: I, I most of mine kind of fall in line with you. And like I said, I'm rereading the book. The Muldoon character is sold really short.
1: Oh, yeah. He's,
0: he's awesome. Bad ass. He, he,
1: and he's badass when we see. He him. He is. In the film. But you don't
0: see him much. And I get but, it that that movie him and Hammond. Hammond's a deranged lunatic in the book. Right. And it, like and I get it. It's not a kid's film if they do that. Fine. Uh, another thing with the grand story, the friggin love story.
1: Oh, the God. real
0: love story should have been between Grant and the Raptors because there was more sexual tension between Grant and a Raptor than there was between. If you had told me and, and I'm not kidding, you, if you had told me that Sam Neill was Laura Dern's father in this movie, I would have believed that well, because a... I do not believe for one set. This is creepy <laughs> as shit. Yeah, this is like this guy was it, this, she is like 20 something years younger than him. So right. am I supposed to believe that he is like basically sleeping with his Students, um, right. to be able to get there was it would made they didn't care one the, f-
1: the bit funny about each is, other. It was Horrible. There's a scene where Malcolm actually he seems interested in her, so he asks, he flat out asks, yes. "Grant, are you guys an item?" And at that moment, as a viewer, I'm not even sure they are. No, because he's thinking about the raptor. Right.
0: He's like, he's like, oh yeah, the raptor's oh, real. He's like, I only oh, thought it was dead for a while now it's a real one he cared more it was it was the horrible and the my god i get it you're you're transferring a book to a movie
1: right so
0: you're gonna the the biggest issue is always there's so much you can do the amount of needless this movie was over two hours it could have been a tight 135 and maybe been awesome
1: Mm mm-hmm
0: and and I like the movie, and, they and I just do. Picked, I, I, I'll tell you what I do. I really like the movie, but there was stuff we the book. The chaos theory stuff is awesome in the book. That's doesn't, the theme. It does It doesn't really necessarily need to be in the movie. Um, uh, I disagree. I, I just but they didn't do it service. So my point means, is, you, you either do something service or you cut it. That's right. my point. There's a lot of things that in the book I texted you the other night and I highlighted <laughs> a passage. That said Alan Grant loved kids. That's why hilarious. change that about the character? Yeah, it's know. like why would you change that? I mean yeah, I that's what bothered me. And it and it's yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was that they felt – and I feel like in some movies they feel there's going to well nobody's going to watch if there's not a love interest. Right. Well, that's not true. Right. Nobody's going to watch if you know why couldn't Grant like kids like, what, how are his actions going to be that much different? And it just was like, that ate up. Like, maybe it only. Maybe you're going to say, oh, Brian, that's ridiculous.
1: It only ate up a couple of minutes of screen time. You add up a lot of that stuff, it adds up to a lot of screen time. But it time. was also bad screen time. It didn't, like, that's the scene where I thought, like, Sam Neil where I thought about your comment around um, Harrison Ford. Like, Harrison can Harrison Ford can pull off that... I'm uncomfortable around this person yeah. kind of thing Sam Neill just didn't it was bad Do you, do
0: you think he was saying there being like why are we wasting our time on this line uh, You want me to read it it's raining on me and I got a 50 foot tall robotic dinosaur over my shoulder <laughs> And you want me to talk about how I have commitment issues with children right. with a girl who could be my daughter that I'm apparently dating <laughs> and, um, it just didn't make any sense. So those right. are a so, thumbs up. Those yeah. are a thumbs up and thumbs down. I, yeah. I, again, I like the movie. So if we're going to rate it, I think it's definitely rewatchable. I, I'm wearing a Jurassic Park shirt and Jim is is dead on. P- there are people who love this. Yeah. And I've said this when we appeared on the pop addled podcast um, over the summer when I went down to Philly, which is a fantastic uh, podcast. If you've never listened to it, check yeah. it out. Um, I actually wore it just randomly. Uh, and it's not even necessarily for the movie. I like the book and all this type of stuff. Every time I wear it, Someone I get a something. comment on yeah. it. And it happened again. I took my daughter to see Christopher Robin and I just randomly had it on. And they're like, "I love that Jurassic Park shirt." As if I fucking stole it from Jurassic Park. It's a Target T-shirt. Like, like anybody, yeah, yeah. anybody. Yeah, in fact, there is one currently on sale at Target. But it's like you're right. People have this like obsession. And I like the book, and I like about it. And I, you know, my I've said, you know, my wife. It's one of the few movies she'll go with me to see because whatever. She just kind of she liked the first one. She remembered yeah. it from a kid. She hasn't even seen the other one, but.
1: I think that's what I'm saying. I I don't think it's a bad movie. It is not. It is. I I just don't think it it deserves the praise that it gets.
0: No. And I think rightly or wrongly, it gets a lot of technical praise that maybe James Cameron should have got. Well,
1: dude, when you think about the Terminator 2 came before this. It's not and even close. The, and, the, and The Abyss. It's not that's even close. Really, those, the Abyss both is, is a really movies overlooked are Way, movie. way yeah. better movies than
0: this. I, listen, I agree. I, but for whatever reason, maybe it's Spielberg, whatever. It was yeah. at one point the highest grossing movie of all time. So maybe that's it. Yeah. And it's for people our age and a slightly younger than us. It was this movie that like changed people's lives. So, um, all right. So that's, that's thumbs up and, and thumbs down.
1: So, okay, so one of the things we wanted to do on this podcast is just to kind of stay with the times is just... You know have us comment on on Things that are going on in pop culture uh, Here and there Um, Just to kind of stay give you some perspective On when these episodes are happening What's going on and I know Brian has something that he wants to talk about Tonight Um, I don't have anything But you know I'll probably have something in the future But I think Brian you want to talk About something what what, what do you want to talk about I want
0: to talk about the DC Movie universe (laughs) Which, why? In com- which in comparison to ju- makes Jurassic Park look like Citizen Kane. Yeah. <laughs> this franchise is a steaming pile of shit from beginning to end. So this week, several things have happened, and I'm not going to make light of the fact that Ben Affleck's in rehab again because I think it's horrendous. Uh, I, I actually think, I yeah, he's in rehab again, which is which I think is horrible because I think when Ben Affleck is locked in. He does, he's awesome. I mean got gone baby gone Argo oh, I mean I think he's amazing. Uh I actually slightly there was some in some way he played Batman and I thought was kind of cool a little I loved one. him I thought yeah. he was the best part um, of that movie. But these movies are awful. He's in rehab. They're making two Joker movies now. One with Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix which apparently is going to have nothing to do with the Jared Leto. Uh, joker, yeah. which let me tell you something about the DC movies. And before like DC f- fanboys go ape shit. I watched Marvel movies, but I collected. I loved when we were little the the Justice League cartoon. Yeah. I freaking saved box tops to mail away for a <laughs> dark side toy. be really like, oh this Marvel, this whole freaking Marvel DC here's the here's the reality everyone. The Marvel movies are good. The yeah. DC movies look like they might look like something, but they're written by my three-year-old son. Zack Snyder I, is a problem. Zack Snyder was 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 awful. I mean, Batman versus Superman. The first time I saw it, I fell asleep. I, I fell asleep yeah. watching it at my house. It was yeah. that bad. Yeah. It was horrible. Uh, the, the problem is this: I was all in. Is Jim knows the the Chris Nolan Batman? I love Batman. That's yeah. my point. I didn't even really like Marvel. I didn't know, I wasn't a comic reader or anything like that. This franchise, we have Henry Cavill. And his agent in Warner Brothers this week getting into like a Snapchat teenage girl argument over whether he's going to be Superman or not, which leads us to having Dean Cain, who's apparently still alive, going on social media saying, I'll play Superman. Meanwhile, Ben Affleck's in rehab and uh, they're saying, oh, well, you know what? Maybe Kit Harington from Game of Thrones at three foot nine can be Batman or John Hamm saying, I'll be Batman. And now they're saying, oh, no, let's get Michael B. Jordan to be Superman superman and then we're gonna and i'm like the, the guy who plays um aquaman yeah yeah it, look is Jason ridiculous Malo. i mean the only thing saving that franchise might be james wan who saved the fast and the furious franchises is actually, directing I would
1: so go maybe,
0: see aquaman, maybe the guy who plays flash is is a weirdo yeah. and has no place in one of these movies um the Suicide Squad, I turned off after 25 minutes on the treadmill because I was watching <laughs> it and I almost fell off because I was so disgusted by it. The franchise is garbage. It really? is garbage. The only – there's one thing saving it. And what's the one <sighs> thing saving the entire DC universe? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. I still haven't seen movie. It. Wonder Woman movie, awesome. Wonder Woman in Batman and Superman. Good. Wonder Woman in in Justice League, which I only watched because I had a free credit from Redbox. And I was like, there's no way that this could be worse than Suicide Squad or Batman vs Superman. And it was way worse. I mean, it was (laughs) absolutely horrible. From begin from beginning to end was an abomination. You want to talk about bad CGI? Watch that movie and this idea. The whole frame—it's so aggravating they, they to me. Need, they um, need to blow the whole damn yeah, thing up and stop. And it's, a, I, it's
1: who's the guy that basically is quarterbacking the MCU? Like uh, a yeah, uh, Kevin uh, Feing. fee yeah, I don't yeah, ever. Yeah, I'm not
0: sure. I'm not sure Jesus Christ could save. The, yeah, the, the DC they need University someone of- that
1: loves those characters as yeah. much as he loves the Marvel characters. Like, yeah. if they could find someone like that, like a, like a. Well, I mean, I know that like Lindelof, he has written some stuff for for like Batman. No, but that's the point. They, I actually think again, this is difficult for me because I
0: really want to like the DC universe. Like I said, growing up, that's what I knew. Yeah. I want, I mean, I went and saw the Brandon Roth Superman yeah. with Donnie, who oh. you, the Don, the same Donnie you saw the Big Lebowski mm-hmm. with when yeah. it came. So mm-hmm. I'm all for, I, I saw first night opening all the Nolan Batmans. Yeah. I want this franchise to be amazing. And right now, it's embarrassing. And I yeah. feel, you know who I feel bad for? I feel bad for DC fans who feel like they have to defend it. Right. You know, it's like some kind of personal front to be like, oh, Marvel, we get like I, you don't have to defend it. Right. They're not good. They're bad. And every time you think they're going to be good, <laughs> they not. get they get work. I mean, my God, w- was was <laughs> Josh Whedon that desperate? Did he need a paycheck that much to go in and finish that up? Was he just that I, pissy Marvel that I he's like, know. OK, I'm. It was so. Come on, that movie was a a a dumpster fire. I haven't seen it. It was an absolute. Don't. I'm just
1: not interested. The fact that they're currently making a Suicide Squad two. Why? I, my, here's, that, here's my I, thing I really, with that. Oh my I God. really want what's his name to be super famous because I love him a lot, but I know he hasn't done really much in film to be good, is uh Joel Kinnerman.
0: Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, that and the updated yeah. Robocop. I agree with you because on The Killing.
1: The Killing, and have you watched lost. Altered Carbon? No,
0: uh, but I heard it's good. You need to watch it. You but will he's love not it. in Altered Carbon anymore, right? they're going to recap well, you
1: got to see you got to watch okay. the first season okay so and it'll make a little more sense okay um, but
0: yeah, yeah i just i i it upsets me because i remember as a kid like i said i had the yellow if there's any other people RH out there i'll see if i can find a picture uh and maybe post it so i had the hall of justice i had, I had all i had all that stuff and it, it really I just I feel right. like I said, we know some D.C. Right. fans. I feel bad for them. Well, let's and talk
1: about let's talk about things we actually do recommend then.
0: Yes. You want to go uh, first? You want me? Yeah, to go? I'll go first. So a couple of things I want to recommend. First of all, I do highly recommend uh, reading Jurassic Park if you never read it. Jim has read it as well. It, it is a really it's still a cool book.
1: Yes, it's a great book. It's an it's amazing really book. book.
0: If, you, if you've never read it. And Congo. Uh, Go right
1: ahead and read that, too. Oh,
0: yeah. Congo. Love it. And I, guilty pleasure, like Congo the movie, uh, <laughs> which is not a good movie. But I do, in fact, like Congo the movie. Um, second thing is a uh, new book of the week. Uh, Matt Bentley, Overwatch. Amazing. Uh, we're talking about action yeah. sequence. Uh, this came out. as is a Barry Award nominated. Came out a couple years ago. I'll talk about some of his other books uh, that will come out. This is his first book. Uh, has been optioned by Thunder Road production. Um, they're the people who did John Wick and Sicario and all those types of things. Um, so they're in the process of actually getting that film together. So we should see that in the big screen. This is just this is for somebody who, you know, wants to read straight action. I mean, this is this is that's what it is. He does not mince words. It's, you know, every other page is something crazy. Awesome action sequence, which is going to be like batshit crazy in IMAX or something like that. So, if you're maybe somebody who's like, eh, I don't, you know, I want to see a movie like Jurassic Park with none of the talk stuff, just the action stuff, absolutely this book. Um, and one movie, actually, it's a documentary my wife and I watched, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Rogers one. I so, check that out. dude, so what, what, did, what I, did you I, like about it? It was I, just. I mean, having watched Mr. Rogers, I thought it was cool. Yeah. But I think just the whole message about him, I, I just I, I, I think it's really something important for people to watch. And I, I think you'll get a kick out of it. It's like an hour and a half if okay. you get a chance. And it, I think it's going to win the best documentary Oscar.
1: So oh, check really? it out. It's, okay, it's, super, cool.
0: it's super cool. Great movie.
1: So my recommendations, first off, Stag Jr., as you can see i made a little bit of a more of a dent in this as, yes. we, as
0: we've been going it along is, yeah that is a cool looking bottle too By it's, the way, it's
1: a cool bottle you will feel cool holding it drinking it um i think uh there has been there was some product placement in uh um sons of anarchy with that but oh, um,
0: there you go cool, which, Very is
1: cool. A, which is a great series to binge if you haven't i'll throw that <laughs> in as like a secondary recommendation um uh, our friends over at Pop Addle, check them out. Pop Addle podcast. Yes. You can see them. Uh, check them out on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, they're on, you know, iTunes, Stitcher. All they're on more sites than we, we are is. at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, they talk about they're movies. Awesome. They talk about all kinds of stuff. They've had both of us on uh, numerous times uh, to talk about different things. Uh, great, Keenan and Tim are awesome. A lot of fun. Uh, I just listened to their their special on Fallen Kingdom, which which. Most of their, they they all agreed that they love the original, but they didn't love Fallen Kingdom. And then everything they brought up that they didn't love about Fallen Kingdom were the things that I don't like about the original. You don't like about the original. So I I think think there you go. Maybe we need to have a a Jurassic Park roundtable with all of us. Yeah, we could Um, do that. But uh, And then I'll I'll always try to throw in a music recommendation. Uh, My recommendation is not something new. Uh, It came out in 2013, but it's The District's, uh, their record called Telephone. It is one of my favorite things to listen to. And they were kids. These are like kids just out of high school. They decided to not go to college um, and move to Philadelphia from Luddits, Pennsylvania, and just... They recorded an album that is just really special, and to know that they were the age that they were when they recorded it, it's it's mind blowing. Um, so check it out. It's called uh, Telephone from the Districts. Uh, they also you know you can find it on pretty much all the all the major places you would you would uh, consume music. Uh, I would say start with a, a song called Funeral Beds, and then uh, listen to Lila or Long Distance. Awesome, awesome songs. Uh, great, great live band. Go see them if they're near you.
0: Perfect. Uh, okay, coming up next episode, uh, we put a fan vote out there,
1: uh, and the damn it, results damn it, damn closed
0: it. before. And I was victorious. Uh, I play. I picked something about Mary. Um, Jim picked Unbreakable, uh, and I received sixty-six percent of the vote. So our next episode will be it's something about Mary. Great. By the way, great. Um, support on that vote. So thank you everybody for, for doing that. And, you know, in future episodes, we'll probably do stuff like that, or maybe even ask for some recommendations. So (laughs) please be active on social media. Um, you know, if you want to help crowdsource, uh, three men in a little Lebowski, so we could review it and perhaps shoot it we we could uh, take stop. donations for that as stop well stop trying um, to make also, fetch happen also there was Brian. one other poll we ran jim uh, should you buy the dude sw- <laughs> zip up sweater and that poll closed and 90% of the voters thought that you should purchase the dude sweater so uh, if you don't know what that is this the the sweater the dude wears in the Big Lebowski, he, um, th- if people if thought someone, you should you should I, wear that
1: there is no way i am spending my own money on that well i already bought you a log jamming t-shirt and you but, never wore it. So I
0: am not uh, purchasing you any more Lebowski uh, I cannot. Clothing.
1: Yeah, dude. Yes. The log jamming is yeah, not
0: No, we're not going to wear that. Um, so we're going to wrap up here. Uh, to, uh, one thing I, I meant to say at the top of the show, both our intro song and outro song are Jim DeSanto and Aaron Powers Soldier On song. That's Jim true. got back together this, this past weekend with his old band Pale Reason and performed. And how did that go?
1: It went well. It was it was a lot of fun. So it's been it's been like 10 years. So uh, really interesting. That's and we have yeah, yeah. we have another show coming up in November. So if anyone's in the Philadelphia area November 17th we'll be playing. Um, it'll be cool oh, to see. I, you I am out there. coming.
0: I am awesome. a, I will be down. I'm coming down. So maybe we could do a live uh, uh, taping we'll of our podcast. You could just come and drink with us uh, as we do the podcast. Um, you know, I think that's I think that's all the the stuff we got going on. We're gonna yeah. if you have not seen something about Mary in a while, Watch it. I, yep. it. Spoiler: When I said I was sampling the the Down the Road Beer Company beer fight, that's what I was watching. I was that confident that my film choice was <laughs> going to win that I watched. And holy hell, it is it is uh, it is great. And I back that up today in honor of uh, like a, a kind of a wake for. Um, Burt Reynolds. I watched uh, Cannonball Run this afternoon, and that is something that is uh, <laughs> yeah. needs needs to be seen. Just not don't watch it with anybody who believes in political correctness, because my God, the stuff they used to pull off in some of these films was crazy. Um, Jim, where where can people find us? Yeah, they uh, well, find theoretically, at, uh, they can find us uh, if they're yeah. watching us. But you where can, can they find, find us?
1: Find us on YouTube at Com Majors, uh, Twitter at. Um, you can search com Majors or you can search Majors.com. Uh, we are actually at Majors.com on Twitter. And uh, you can always come to Twitch and chat with us while we're per- are, uh, recording live at uh, TV slash soldier on TV. That's my channel. Uh, we got a few people in chat tonight talking to us, so it was great. Um, really, you, you know, feel free to join in the conversation. Uh, like us on Facebook and, you know, stay tuned because we got a lot of cool movies coming up.
0: Absolutely. Something about Mary next week, which will be upon us in no time. And until then, Jim, it was great to talk to you. We will see you uh, next time.
1: All right. See you, buddy.
0: See you, bud.